Do you wanna play a game? Do you like scary movies? Do you wanna eat some brains? Is your chainsaw arm groovy? How bloodthirsty could a talking plant be? Eat your liver with some fava beans and a nice candy. Come play with us forever, cause down here we all float. I never drink wine, so you're gonna need a bigger boat. Or a throat to choke, whether you're in the prim or dairy. Got red rum where your blood from, put your dead son in a cemetery. It's him or carry, be very afraid. You'll be our number one fan and get carried away. All working, no play, you know it always means you're in trouble, son. I came to chew gum and kick ass and I'm all out of bubble gum. What if Quint killed Jaws' his father? What if the Bob's body was marijuana? What if the leprechaun got a job as a bank guard? What if the wolfman had a cowbell instead of Every nards? scary movie made since Oscar Wilde was writing letters Had canon to watch them all and tell you how to make them better So put your earbuds in and forget what you're planning It's time to take our heads and shoot them out of a cannon 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 Shoot him out of a cannon. Shoot him out of a cannon. Shoot him out of a cannon. Head cannon. Head Welcome cannon. to Head Cannon. Head cannon. Tonight we have a very special Head guest. Cannon. One of our first guests. I think you were yeah. you were pretty early guest uh, a guest early on when we started the show. And uh, Mr. Jack Hudsey, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. How about y'all? Good. I already asked that, but now that we're recording, how are you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah good. I no. can't remember what was the movie that we. What did we talk about last time? We did Dracula. Oh, we yeah. Did That's right. Francis Ford Coppola's Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. I remember that now. Okay, cool. Yeah, which I always, I, you know, I saw that movie as a kid a bunch. Of, it was always on HBO, and I really, I enjoy the fuck out of that movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really an impressive movie, which is different than what we're about to talk about. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. In my opinion, in my opinion, and, and Rotten Tomatoes. Yes, yeah, and yeah, it seems to be a somewhat general consensus, but... Um, but I knew, I, knew, I knew tonight's movie would be fun to talk about, though. It seems like it was a lot of fun. It, just, it's a, it was a fun movie to watch. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And Jack, I want to ask, I kind of want to get caught up uh, for, you know, listeners. We I haven't talked to you for a while. I, I know you. we met at Second City here in Chicago uh, doing stuff together. And yeah, what, what have you been up to? How, how are things going for you? Good. Uh, I'm currently out in Los Angeles. Um, right now I'm got a, like a proof of concept short for a pilot, uh, that is in a couple of festivals. It's, uh, kind of being looked at by some people out here. So hopefully something, someone bites, uh, but I've been working on that and just some other projects, uh, out here. And, uh, we got a dog, new dog. Uh, nice. so He's, right. he's keeping us busy, too. What's his name? Oh, can I tell you something about my dog that happened today? Yeah. We, we, we keep her in a crate while we go to, while we go to work. And, the, the, and I came home, and the crate was next to the couch, and the dog had eaten a hole in the couch. So <laughs> when Kara, my wife, came home, I was like, babe, did you, like, did you crate her next to the couch? And she said no. So like the dog like shimmied <laughs> the whole crate. The crate over to the couch and started to eat it your couch. Put a huge hole in the in the cushion. Just and the, the cushion was inside her crate. Like she was pulling it in. Oh my oh, god, that's what wild. kind of dog? It's called a mountain cur. 
Oh. I had never heard of it. No. Cool. Yeah. It is kind of cool. Like, when it was a puppy, it would, like, go outside and, and howl like like a fucking, like, primal beast. <laughs> and then it got, like, domesticated or it began to talk to the other dogs in the other yards. But now it just sounds like a regular dog. Yeah, I but like, for, like, two months, it was like, oh. <laughs> I like <laughs> I like the idea that it was doing that, and the other dogs were like, "Yo, mate, you got to knock that the fuck off! Like, you got to ch- you got to chill out. You're in the suburbs now." <laughs> yeah, the suburbs. But I also thought it'd be funny if the dog used that like scooty that that scooty mechanism to like as a mode of transportation around the house while we're gone. Like <laughs> <laughs> scooting around all over the living room, <laughs> it's like being a normal dog but stuck in this crate. Right, and just like <laughs> hopping up the stairs. Yes, <laughs> chasing the mailman yeah (laughs) she she like bounces it onto the toilet and takes a shit and flushes and bounces back downstairs you have like no idea this is going on she bounces up dude and and, and rail slides rail slides the banister down oh yeah yeah Tony Tony Hawk (laughs) (laughs) that's wild though yeah Kara was real pissed Wow. Music. Yeah. <laughs> well, besides that, what have you been up to since, uh, I guess, what, last week when we talked? I found a giant bottle of Jack Daniels whiskey unopened on, like, a street, on a street, uh, on a sidewalk downtown. Oh, nice. I think it was unopened. It was really weird. It was, like, a Sunday morning. We were, like, on our way to brunch, the fam and the mother-in-law, you know? <laughs> and it was just, like, sitting there. But I was thinking, like, what? What's really in that bottle? Right. What? Well, how how did it taste? Um, I I I don't know. I've been I didn't try it, <laughs> but I was I was tempted to wonder what was in there. <laughs> it looked like Jack Daniels inside of it. By the way. Uh huh. You know, I always like when people pull up like from sunken pirate ships or whatever. Have you seen videos where people like pull up bottles of beer or wine or whatever, and they're like, "Oh, this this sank off the coast of." You know, we're off the Ivory Coast like 400 years ago. We're we're gonna take a little sip and see what it tastes like. I'm always like, that that sounds like a terrible idea. Oh well, do you have you seen those? There's these there's these YouTube videos of this guy, and he's all about MREs and the history of them. Oh, I may have talked about this before here, but he'll get like ones from he'll go like the 1960s. Uh huh. Would you eat one from the 1960s? I might not. I don't know. I think but he does. I, f- I feel like I'd have to read up on like on. I I feel like I would need more information on the, what the expectancy right. yeah. uh, is. What about the nineteen forties? He feels... finds them. He buys them off eBay and he eats oh, them. That's crazy. He found a Civil War. He found like a Civil War MRE ration and ate the biscuits out of it. That's nuts. Did he? Yeah. That did. And I mean, he's still alive, I guess. So. That's I think wild. so, yeah. No, I've, my my son's real into uh, watching the Crazy Russian Hacker. I think we might have talked about this before. This is probably the exact conversation string that we have. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> the guy who makes shit and he's Russian. Yeah, yeah. that's what yeah. we talked about. If you go back and listen to episode <laughs> that's how thirty-two, the conversation went too, Jack. <laughs> go listen to episode thirty-two of Headcanon. You can listen to this exact conversation, or we could just have that whole conversation right now again. <laughs> I bet there are so many, if, if somebody really wanted to take the time to pick apart the episodes, it would be interesting Any to see of our like, 12 listeners. where the same stories are like pop up and how similar yeah. they are. 
Or they're like, uh, actually, in this episode, you said you'd never seen this movie. And then in this episode, you claim that you did see the movie you think when you were six. Which, yeah. did you see it or did you not? I laid a bottle of Jack Daniels down on the sidewalk, hoping I could snatch one of the two of you. <laughs> <laughs> and fucking eat your biscuits. <laughs> yeah. That, that's, yeah, that's how you go fishing for us, is just put some string on a giant bottle of Jack Daniels. Uh. <laughs> oh shit yeah damn well i've been uh i've started what's that how have you been what have you been up to good i've been i've been performing uh doing improv again for the first time in oh. in year since before covid uh so that's been really nice um getting back on stage and doing that and i uh at the end of the month because there's the I've started last summer. I started taking this class to get back into improv, start getting back downtown. And then I've started performing with my classmates and three of them are the three of my classmates are these guys who went to Ohio state together and then they all moved to Chicago together. And now they're all in this improv class together. And that's nice. Yeah. And I didn't know this, but apparently Ohio state is, they said something about it. I, I think it's the largest free uh improv festival in the country which i was unaware of so uh, i guess at the end of the month they invited me to go with them to perform at at ohio state and take part in that improv festival and uh they're gonna teach some workshops and stuff so it sounds great be interesting yeah yeah Yeah. go to ohio and do some improv yeah (laughs) but does it take place right next to that train right oh I forgot about that. Oh shit. Maybe I should reconsider. Yeah. I don't know. I'll just have to take my own water with me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That yeah shit. Didn't like Trump pass out his water there? Oh, I don't know. Trump, he had Trump brand water and I think he was passing it out. Uh, oh, God. well, you know, I think, yeah, I think he created that company for this disaster, but I think it's bankrupt already. So I don't think, <laughs> I don't think he can still, I don't think there's, he, there's just like a bunch of water in Omaha steaks in the warehouse. Yeah. <laughs> just rotting but that but that guy who gets the mre he he or, yeah, he's gonna order an old trump steak and try it in like 20 years <laughs> that's a great thing that's what, what a funny like um like physical item an old trump steak <laughs> that's really cool i like it very descriptive <laughs> oh shit all right well jack you want to tell us I uh, kind of intro the movie you, you chose yeah. and kind of your history with it and, and, and what made you choose this movie. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I was thinking about what uh, movie we, we would want to talk about. And I remember I saw this movie in theaters alone oh. Oh, when wow. it came out and, yeah. and I wanted to like talk about what, why, like all the things that I think are fucked up about it or like, <laughs> Just like how bizarre it is, this kind of artifact of, of mid two thousands filmmaking. Yeah. But no one had seen it. None of my friends saw it. I, you know, I I watched it this weekend in preparation for this with my wife, and she was like, "When did this movie even come out?" <laughs> and she obviously had never seen it. Um, but I just remember being like, "Oh, this is like going into it being like, oh, okay." Because Jim Carrey's he's, he's coming off of uh, Eternal Sunshine, you know, maybe this is like a new uh, part of his career where he's kind of doing these these more edgy, dramatic roles. Yeah. 
and it was just underwhelming. <laughs> I mean, going back and watching it now, you're like, okay, I'm definitely, you know, looking at it, you know, 15 years later, 16 years later, you're definitely like, oh, oh, I see what they're doing here. They're really, they're really trying to trade on that kind of Sin City, but also like yeah. uh, the big reveal of like, guess what? This person was dead the whole time, or this person <laughs> is whatever. Yeah, they were really. Like, that was like so in the in the zeitgeist that it just had to bleed into this movie. Yeah. Also, I don't know about you guys, but the the opening credits, the opening crawl, gave me a bit of a seven opening credits vibe. Yeah, I could see that. Which, yeah. Yeah. I you know, seven and the number twenty three they add up to thirty <laughs> three, and then there are two movies so twenty three. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. yeah. In the book has you. <laughs> yeah. No, I think yeah, you're exactly... I, I, I know what you mean. Like, for like the first five minutes, I was like, oh, I wonder what other things I can see that they like Easter eggs that are 23 that they don't draw attention to. And there were a couple that I saw, but then like after like a couple minutes, I was like, I really don't give a shit. About <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna, you, you're not going to make me do the math and the yeah. work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, wait, jo- Joel Schumacher is just like trying to get you to do his math homework. Like that's this, this movie just stin- stins. It's the elaborate way. <laughs> get his math homework done. Yeah. No, I did notice if you like the bookshop she goes to, the numbers it was like uh the address of the bookstore was like 599 which adds up to 23 same thing with the numbers on their license plate i noticed it a couple yeah, times but plate. yeah but i had the same reaction where i was like yeah i'm not i'm sure this this movie is full of i'm sure every yeah. number i see i was like i why, i don't even need to do the math because i'm a, i'm going to assume that if there's a bunch of numbers it probably adds up to 23 somehow <laughs> yeah, exactly right <laughs> I was like, I don't yeah, you're like I already know the answer. I like I, I... I'm smarter than Jim Carrey. <laughs> no, well, and that is that's that that's interesting about because I was looking through Jim Carrey's like filmography before we did this, and he seems I don't know. I kind I kind of drew my own conclusions here just from from things I kind of know, but you know, I think he had his run. You know, in the '90s, he was doing his goofy, dumb comedies. Um, which some, some of them are great, some classics there, you know, but then I think toward the end of the nineties, you had the Truman show, you had man on the moon, um, you know, and then, a la- you know, later into the two thousands, you had, like you said, eternal sunshine and spotless mind in 2004. And I think, you know, Jim Carrey was, and probably felt like he was on a trajectory to, you know, he was banging out these classic comedies over here and these cla- like really good, solid, you know, well-received you know, serious movies on the other side, but then really, you know, from Eternal Sunshine, Lemony Snicket's Fun with Dick and Jane, which I really liked, uh, was the movie he that did. That was a funny movie. Yeah, I liked that one too. Yeah, yeah, yeah I thought that what, was good. What was the one where it was another drama where, like, he had amnesia or something like that? Worked at like the Majestic. A, the Majestic. Oh, yeah. Okay, I was gonna say yeah. the Prestige, but I knew it wasn't that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, Majestic. the Prestige. Yeah. Another that was after Truman Show before yeah. Eternal Sunshine. But it's like it is. It does kind of feed into that, like more dramatic, more serious. Yeah, but yeah. still, but still, also paying, you know, paying heed to his comedy stuff. Fun with Dick and Jane, Lemony Snicket's uh, Yes Man came out in like oh eight. So yeah, I love. Yeah, Yes Man's but, hilarious. Yeah, 
Yeah. But was, but I think since then, ever since like this, you know, this movie was 2007. Yes, man was 2008. I remember, oh. I remember liking, I love you, Phyllis more Philip Morris. Okay. In 2009. But I feel like That's a great movie. I saw that one pretty recently. A few oh, months yeah. ago. Again. I've yeah. seen it a couple times. It's so funny. But I feel like since then he's had a string of like, like since then he's done Mr. Popper's penguins, the incredible Burt Wonderstone kick-ass two which even like he has come out like he's not a fan <laughs> yeah, of that movie yeah. dumb and oh, really? <laughs> dumb dumb and dumber two and then there's a movie that i forgot about uh 2016's dark crimes which did you guys read about this at all i haven't seen this movie well, what's that movie about i've seen it listed well list, listen it follows a detective who notices similarities between a cold case and a best-selling novel i was like wait a oh, minute shit. is that is that that's and uh, I think it was even worse received than the number 23. So, um, but anyway, yeah. So I think since 2009, I, I feel like he's just been, which is now he's like, I'm just going to get paid doing these Sonic the Hedgehog movies and I'm fucking, I'm done. Cause like, yeah, that's, he was Dr. Robotnik, right? Yeah. That's, that's all he's done since 2016. I think, I think he's just kind of like, fuck it. I'm, I'm, t- I'm tired of like not Might doing, as well, yeah. you know? Yeah. Which he's fucking Jim Carrey. He's got money, you know. He doesn't have to do. Yeah. He doesn't have to subject himself to critics tearing his shit apart, you know. Yeah, he's good. He, doesn't he like paint? He's like a painter. I think Pro- he's like probably. Yeah. Yeah. Probably a cash grab. That's George Bush. <laughs> George Bush. Yeah, I know that dude's like a sensitive soul now. Like I remember back in the day, people fucking loathed that guy. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, and yeah, it's really weird how he's been his image has been somewhat rehabbed through like yeah. he's done these interviews. Well, and especially in the era of Trump, you know, it's like, you know, you it's look so bad anymore. Yeah. You're like, Oh yeah. George Bush <laughs> was pretty terrible, but now we got fucking Trump to deal with. So, but yeah, you know, it's really funny. A really funny segment is, um, I don't like him so much. Jay Leno, but Jay, Jay Leno had a really funny segment where he went to the Bush farm and they hung out and there's like a lot of good banter back and forth. No, really. Yeah. Anyway, it's good YouTube. Check well, out. Well, the weird thing about George W. Bush, doesn't he like? Isn't the subject of his paintings? Isn't it like all? He likes to paint soldiers who died or whatever. Oh. Or is it? I'll have to look in. I don't know. I feel like it's just like real gross, like gore. And well, or, or maybe like uh, or, no, no. I think it's like, uh, whatever you call it, like portraits of of soldiers. I, maybe I'm wrong. I, I feel like that was the case though. And I was like, are you painting the people that you, that had to go to war and died because of You're a right. of a lie you perpet, like they're dead because of you, you fucking prick. Like you, <laughs> you I don't like, he's I, like three <laughs> degrees of separation from that person's death. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't know if somebody like walked up and shot my mom and then 20 years ago was like, yo, I made a really nice painting of her. I'd be like, yeah, <laughs> fuck you. Like, <laughs> it's called Portraits of Courage is, is his book. Well, yeah. He did Port- do a book like that. Oh, and it's and is it soldiers he paints? Yeah, but there's also one of like Vladimir Putin that looks funny. <laughs> <laughs> I can share my screen if you want, or you can just Google it later. <laughs> they're pretty weird. <laughs> I mean, they're they're not bad. They're yeah. Not bad. I mean, just imagine if like if like you know, fucking Charles Manson, Manson, like sent Roman Polanski a painting of Sharon Tate or whatever. It's like, look, look, I did this. Yeah. <laughs> I did this for you. Oh my God. I wonder <laughs> if that kind of stuff happens. I'm... Can you send? Wait, you... no, right? Like, I bet there's like a list of addresses that Charles Manson would not have been allowed to mail. 
They probably don't let him send mail in. No, I don't know. I, I feel... He's dead, right? No, I don't think oh, so. Alive still? Okay. Yeah. Maybe he got married is what I'm thinking. <laughs> that was his life event. He did, right? Didn't he get married recently? Possibly. That sounds like a thing. That... He, he's dead. Charles Manson is dead. Did he die? He died. I missed it. 2017, yeah. Yeah, it's 2017. Been... <laughs> oh, you missed the funeral? I'm out of oh, it. Oh, you didn't go? I didn't get an You know what? Fuck that guy. <laughs> How did I not get an invite? A big, his, 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 his invite was like a painting <laughs> of Sharon, <of> Sharon T. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, I had a gripe with the movie. <laughs> just, just the one. It was because it was because I didn't see the whole thing yet. Like I, just, I think I, I think I watched it at least part of it a long time ago. But I didn't. I totally forgot the ending. Mm-hmm. And I just kept thinking, like, okay, like the he catches not the catches he like. Walks walks up to the wife at the bookstore and she's been like perusing the book, the number twenty three. Right. She buys it for him, and then like she and like she was just reading it casually in the bookstore, and she knows more about that book than he does for like half the movie. She's yeah. Like, wait till he wait till you see that he's murdered someone and he hasn't finished yeah. it yet. She like, reads like, the whole book in the what twenty minutes she's waiting for him. <laughs> It's yeah. not a very long book. I was it's like, like yeah. the width of like the Babysitters Club with <laughs> the boxcar children. Yeah. I was like, does Jim Carrey have a learning disability? <laughs> like it's taking him months to read this book. Right. It's like the number twenty three by R. L. Stein. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, yeah, I don't. Either she's a very fast reader, or he's a very slow reader, or you know, or maybe, maybe he's he's writing it as he goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well. And and I I was thinking and there's I didn't hate the movie I think there there I think it's there's a promising premise here but and I think there's a lot of little things to talk about but overall I think my the main thing was for me they either needed to choose are you going to do this reveal where he he like has amnesia and he wrote the book and because I feel like that's one plot line but then also there's this other supernatural plot line where the number 23 really is fucking with him and the number 23 is coming after people. And this movie tries to do both. And I feel like it would have benefited, like if they took this movie and like ripped it into two different movies and like this movie focuses on a book that a guy wrote before he got amnesia. This movie focuses on the number 23. You don't, you don't have to do both things at the same time. Right. Uh, Yeah, I agree. It, yeah, the uh, God, it was just like pick a lane, yeah. and they couldn't. And <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, I agree. They should the the number twenty three did a few, you know, bad things to Jim Carrey, but he did way worse things to his college girlfriend, and then uh, you know that the the college professor that he basically framed, yeah. framed in absentia. Did yeah. he mean to? I, I couldn't tell. I assumed he meant to, but it, it was it almost. But then I thought, was it just that like the guy came over? It was. Oh, she was towards the, the bed, and they didn't oh. show that. Part. Yeah. Well, it, it didn't. It Set didn't. Up. Yeah, it didn't. It wasn't clear whether he intended to frame the professor or not. But I got it. Like that. Like I. I feel bad for the professor, but on one hand, like he walks in. This girl he's been fucking has been murdered, and the first thing he do he does is he picks the up knife. the bloody knife. He's like, I'm like, 
Fucking put the knife down, man. You're, <laughs> you're going go to go He picks up a piece of paper and writes down, I did it, and then thinks about it. <gasps> yeah. Yeah, he's like, I better write this note just in case. <laughs> right. But I did like that he, he called out how dumb the the uh, pen name was of Topsy Kretz. Yeah. Why would I do that? Yeah, <laughs> which at that in that moment I felt dumb. I was like, "Wait, oh yeah, top secret." Oh, okay, I get it. You know. Yeah. <laughs> top Why is it the lady like had like weird, like sadist sex with Jim Carrey, but like just sort of like had like loving raw dog like in a park with the with the older professor? <laughs> like, no wonder he was confused. He walked into a room of a totally different person who was into all this bondage shit. <laughs> right. You know? <laughs> they've got they've got like loving raw dog Casanova Park. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, that's like the song that's like I found my thrill on Blueberry Hill. That's like the, <laughs> the, 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 the Casanova Park. Oh man, the the so tinder. Like, would you? What if a lady was like, I want you to pretend you have a knife and cut me? Like that would be really weird, right? Like I, I don't know like if that I could is like. There is that is definitely the writer of this movie had a weird improv scene and was just like <laughs> it's going in the movie because you know it's one of those early level improvs where everyone's like oh there are no rules well yeah. I have a knife and we're having sex and you're gonna cut me with the knife I'm like yeah. the teacher is not gonna say scene it's just gonna play yeah. out classic Ohio improv classic yeah. all <laughs> free improv. All the scenes are about knife sex. That's how I, that's what. <laughs> <laughs> On you the know, spectrum of loving raw dog to knife sex, you know, in the middle, right in the middle. And speaking of another similarity with the movie Seven, yeah, right? The, <laughs> knife sex. <laughs> this, this was the era for for knife sex. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's back, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> They're remaking it just with less subtlety. Just knife sex, the movie. Knife sex. <laughs> right, and it's just like it's it's all like a lot of sound effects of like a like unsheathing a metal knife, like shing. <laughs> it just sounds like a Wu Tang album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Also, I I had a thought about the sun because I. I realized the son's name was Robin and and Joel Schumacher and Jim Carrey, I think probably met on the set of Batman forever. So I I almost wonder if that was like if his son was like his little Robin to Jim Carrey's Batman in this movie. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm like, you know, the son really just wanting to be involved in his dad's life. Yeah. So he'll he'll even engage in this like spiraling of, of sanity. Like, you get in there, you spiral and have a mental collapse with your father. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then his son, and this was one point, and there were a few points in the movie, uh, more so than others, where I was like, okay, come on, really? Like, when his son, his son, like, tears two pages apart that are stuck together, and he's like, oh, I found the P.O. address in the book. I was like, yeah. I was like, come the fuck on. Like, <laughs> that's just lazy writing. Yeah. That was Ooh, so was it the doctor that published the book? I forget. Is yeah, that right. In I theory, because yeah. he wanted the book. 
Yeah. So that's the only way it could have gotten out. So why was the P.O. box like there at that point? I must have missed something. I don't think you did. I don't think no. you did. No. Uh, <laughs> all the math being done to add up to 23 did not find that logic jump to why this book is, why this man published a book right. yeah. as a P.O. Well, and that's why, and and that's why, like, in addition to that, the, the like the the you know non metaphysical realm, like they're they're the number twenty three is obviously pulling some magic here because like, but like part of that when he realizes that his wife or when he he thinks she wrote it, he's like, your your maiden name is Pink, right? Which he didn't he didn't even he didn't even know her when he wrote that book, so it's not even like he could have subconsciously put that in there. He didn't know her when he wrote it, so that's just like. That's just some 23 magic that happened, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, also, uh, I also thought it was interesting. He had to get a psychological evaluation for getting, getting bit. for getting bit by a dog. I, I don't know if that's a real thing. I want to know if that's a real thing. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, like when a cop shoots somebody, it's like, okay, you have to, you're on paid leave. You have to undergo psychological evaluation. I, I didn't know that animal control had the same like you know <laughs> that would be a sucky job animal control yeah i wouldn't want to do it no no uh, well, when, when, or when he takes the when, when he leaves his wife a note and he's like i need to clear my head he goes to the hotel he sees the dog out the window and then he pulls out that that dart gun uh-huh yeah did he bring he that with him, with him? <laughs> hey in a good <laughs> animal scary. control specialist Never goes anywhere unprepared without his sidearm. Yeah, he's he's never off duty. He's always on duty. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Oh, Ned. Ned was awesome. I like that dog. Yeah. It was a cool dog. Yeah. That was like the magic too. It was like yeah, Ned. Where it was like okay, that's that's magic. Yeah. Well, then they introduce like the the edgy. Uh, groundskeeper Barnaby Bar- in the church graveyard, and yeah. then that—that's it. He's just there, and then he's not there. Yeah, like that guy should have had a bigger part, right? right. Well, and then and then know. and then I think he's just there at the funeral at the very very yeah. end. He's just standing he's next to the dog. Yeah, I was like, you could have. I mean, it's not probably not very much, but you could have saved a little bit of the budget of this movie on the fucking Barnaby role, like. You, you didn't need yeah. a, a named character for that role. <laughs> He's a famous actor, right? Oh, was it? Was I don't know. Like, wasn't the guy I from didn't... like Shawshank or something? Oh, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't look into that guy. All right. <clears throat> yeah, I, me neither. I did. I did read that. Uh, I didn't. I didn't notice him watching this movie, but apparently Corey stole. Uh, yeah, he's the cop. He's we have one of the cops who he was At in the end, near the end. Yeah, he was in Ant Man, and. Uh, He's, I don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it, but he's also in Ant-Man quant- and the Wasp Quantumania. Um, but have you guys seen that? Not yet. Is it, not did yet. you like it? I, I liked it. I You know, I think a lot of people did not like it, but... Is it on Disney Plus yet? No, it just came out in theaters a few weeks okay. ago. But yeah, yeah Corey yeah. Stoll was in here. And I like the... Uh, at some of the names, like they're Fabrizia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, that's, the, that's the chick, right? That's Yeah, in the, in the story... And then he's like, "Yeah, I always thought the name was cool. I wanted to be, to be Detective Fingerling." And then, and then his wife, he's like telling his wife about the book, and she's like, "Yeah, Fingerling, cool name though." And I'm like, "No, what? No, it's not. <laughs> like, it's, no, not at all." <laughs> yeah. 
Call me Fingerling. <laughs> Call me Fingerling. I'm going to the zoo. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's the least badass sounding name I, I may have ever heard. <laughs> yeah. They made Jim Carrey look pretty badass when he was like the detective. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of cool. When they came up with all those tattoos. weird tattoos too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, that's like the that's like the full on like oh Sin City was kind of like it, it was really impressive. So maybe there's like a Sin City aspect to this movie where yeah. like you know someone's walking in front of a burning car and Jim Carrey has like extensive back tattoos, <laughs> and then uh, when when uh, Danny Houston's character shows up and he's got like that ridiculous goatee, I could talk to. Fabrizio for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As, what, wait, what was his character's name? Uh, Dr. Alex. Oh, what was it? Oh, Dr. Miles oh, Phoenix. Miles Phoenix. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's like something why would, man. Why would, would, would you have that name and then you go with Fingerling? Yeah. Like, why wouldn't you make your, give yourself a more badass name? Yeah. <laughs> well, and I, I did like in that scene after he goes up and he talks to the the suicide blonde, right? Um, who I was sure, I thought that was Portia de Rossi, de, whatever her name is at first. And then turns out it's, it's Lynn Collins. Yeah. Who I just know, I, I, I noticed her in when X-Men origins Wolverine came out. She, she was That, that is a movie. If you, if you haven't done that one on your, on the podcast, you should do it. Because, now, also, wow. also with Danny Houston as William Stryker. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Uh, but oh, but I like when he like he comes down from talking to her, and he's like, "Yeah, I think I talked her down. Like another job well done." And then she's like, "Splat!" Instantly, <laughs> I'm so good at my job. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, I did such a great job. <laughs> that's funny because that's like also in his noir, like film noir, like monologue or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's yeah. like splat. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I thought that I la- I I laughed at that. I was like, that's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, that that scene, though very dark, was was pretty comical. Yeah, just that, like, you know, she goes from kind of resigned, suicidal, to ripping off the wallpaper, talking about the number twenty three. Yeah, and then there's a part that's like super. Again, I'm going back to improv, like super, like dumb level A improv, where you're like narrating a scene. You know, Suicide Blonde told me she was a good person once. She says, I'm a bad person now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Ugh. There. Yeah. And at, there was times like that where I was like, is this book, are we supposed to know that this book was written by not a great writer? You know, like. Is it because he had been reading those like silly, like detective comics? Yeah. The Paul so, it's like something yeah. that might be in there. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, so it's, it's, bad so it's, deri- it's derivative. Yeah, you know, sorry. <laughs> that's that's what. Like on top of on top of everything else, he like runs into a a book critic who like slams this novel. He's like, "This is derivative. I've read like I've read better shit than this in a fucking high school English class." Like, <laughs> what was that movie? Remember the movie that came out called Pie? Like the number, yeah, yeah. Darren Wasn't Aronofsky. that kind of like a similar plot where he saw the the number pi and things? Or yeah, it's it's been a long time since I've seen that movie, but yeah, no, it does, it it yes, it is very similar. Get, I I think it gets into it similarly gets into numerology, and I think it, like Jewish mysticism and 
some weird it's been a while since i've seen it but yeah i like when he uh when she makes him go, his wife aggie makes him go talk to her friend isaac danny houston and he danny houston is like he's like oh yes the number 23 is the thing he's like giving us some exposition about it and then kind of out of nowhere jim carrey's like is 23 god and then, <laughs> and then, and Danny Houston is like, well, two divided by three is 0. 0.666. <laughs> like, where the fuck did that question come from? Is it it's like he's obsessing, he was obsessing over the story for weeks. And that's his final conclusion then. <laughs> yeah. Is 23 God? Like, <laughs> I just like this. Jack, I, I love this fucking movie now. This, you're just going to be like, it's so funny. I, it was fun. I, I got I wasn't bored watching it. I'm not sad that I watched it. It was I'm not either. It was enjoyable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you seem bummed that like the time that you watched it alone in a movie theater. Yeah. Came out, you're like, this is awesome. <laughs> and everybody was like, what, okay, what movie? I got lots of movies like that. Where I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, I'm so, I have another, just a logistical question. Like, sure. He's a dog catcher, right? And he undergoes a psychiatric evaluation. And she's like, in fact, you can have a day off, right? And then we never see him do his job again. The whole, re- like, I don't, did he, did he get yeah. fired? Did he take Was vacation? it like a weekend? Yeah. Was it right for the weekend? <laughs> yeah. Maybe a long weekend. I don't, you know, I don't know. He, he just like, <laughs> after about 20 minutes into the movie, he just doesn't have to do his job anymore. Like, <laughs> Yeah. And then his like film noir girlfriend, like when you when they, when they apply that to his dream state, he's like, "I got the day off," and she's like ready to break up with him. Yeah, <laughs> she's not like, so you're not "Let's go hang out." She's like, "Oh, yeah, you're not you're, a anymore. Yeah. you're not a cop. You can just go knife sex yourself." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, masturbating, and I've got a knife. <laughs> pretending, pretending. <laughs> I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna try that next time. I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> That's right. And it only really works with two people, right? The whole like foreplay, or the the whole like magical like I got a knife thing. That's when you do it with yourself, man. That's, that's I have two knives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've got one knife down there and one knife up here. <laughs> you just try to surprise yourself. Surprise! Second oh. knife. <laughs> no, what you have to do is you have to lay on your arm until it goes numb. And then, <laughs> then you pretend like there's a knife in it. Then you have a knife. Well, if, if he has a knife, what if she pulls out a fake gun? <laughs> oh, it's shit. A real, we're in a real sexual conundrum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some some, some <laughs> loving raw dog gone awry. <laughs> That's a great description of, like, oh. them having a picnic sex. <laughs> <laughs> I wish, I wish, I want to see that as a newspaper headline, just like, loving raw dog gone wrong. <laughs> I feel like there, at some point there will be a true crime Netflix special with that title. <laughs> yeah, let's hope so. Yeah. 
Oh, speaking of, I I just came across this recently. Oh, I forget the guy's name. David, I can't remember. I, but I, I saw a documentary called Tickled. Have you guys heard of this? No. It was this this guy in New Zealand who, like, his job was to do weird news. Like, that was his whole job was to, like, look up weird news and go do interviews and stuff. And he came he came upon this tickling video. Is on this the- about people that like to be tickled? Kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, in a weird sexual way? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, well, it's, it starts you. It starts off like that, but he came across this video, and it's like these like twenty-ish year old dudes, like big, um, well-built, like athletic dudes, like holding each other down and tickling each other. And he's okay. like, "What the fuck is this?" And he comes across this company called Jane O'Brien Media, and he looks into it. And he's like, "Oh, and they call it um, competitive endurance tickling, right?" And so he messages them. And he's like, hey, this sounds like a weird sport, like kind of a weird, quirky sport. I'd like to interview you about it. Right. And so they email him back and they're like, we don't want any homosexuals because the guys he's like, he's out as bi, I guess. And they're like, this is a very straight sport. We don't want it tainted with any gay spin from any homosexuals. And you like shame, shame on you. So this guy's like. He was like, it was a really weird response, especially like considering, and then it cuts to the video of like these like shirtless, muscly dudes tickling each other. He's like, especially since the sport seemed a little gay, you know, <laughs> but yeah. anyway, he goes, he goes down this rabbit hole and it, it all goes back to like this. Th- so they keep emailing him with these like hateful, harassing messages and he starts looking into it and I do. If you do, you mind if I spoil the documentary, or do you? (laughs) So it's this. It's this one dude who's been doing this since like 1995, like on AOL messaging boards, and his dad owns one of the biggest law firms on Wall Street. So he has all these this inherited money. He's got millions of dollars, and so he would just send people a thousand dollars at a time to like send him a tickling video, and then. He would use those tickling videos to like blackmail them and he would put it up on the internet and send the pictures to his family. Like, how, how do you think your mom's going to feel watching a video of you tickling these other dudes and like, and to make even more money. Well, that's the thing. It was all about the, it sounded like the guy just got off on like controlling people and just like, cause like people were, they, they couldn't get jobs. Like they would be up for a job and then the, the guy interviewing them would be sent this tickling video they did in college. And this guy yeah. just. This this guy, he's just been doing this since 1995, like ruining people's lives with these tickling videos. And the wild thing is he had cells in like, he would pay people to like recruit boys and go film the videos. There was a, there was a cell in like, he had one in Florida, one in Michigan, one in New York, one in LA, one in England. He had like groups all over the world making and sending him these tickling videos. <laughs> like It's like Fight Club with Tickle Club. Oh, uh, yeah. Tickle Club. Yeah, kind of like that. And it, it was Tickle really interesting. Turn. It was the fucking weirdest thing I've yeah. ever seen. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Now, were there 23 videos? There were. Yeah. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were 23 sickle cells around the world. Or tickle cells, <laughs> not sickle, sickle cells. cells. <laughs> Tickles, tickle cells. I did mean tickle cells, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like... <laughs> yeah, <it was> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh, another... Oh, another question I had. 
was at the park. You know, he and his son go and they dig up this dead body. They find yeah. these these bones, and he has to like run and find a payphone. And I was like, wait, when this movie was made in two thousand seven, like I had had a cell phone for you know seven years, eight years. At the, I was like, why does nobody do yeah. cell phones not exist in this universe? I don't know. I was a little confused about that. I agree, and you know, he could have been. Uh, a little bit more crazy as a father and just send his son to go find a phone instead of they both you don't leave an active crime scene i don't think if especially if you're getting a, we circled every 23rd word on every 23rd page <laughs> duh you know if, if you're fully in a psychotic state you've got to i think you need to stay in one place and have someone else go make the call but yeah because yeah. like some like some crazy like sexed up teens could like fall in that fucking hole man (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna have knife sex over here (laughs) you'd be like hey quit having knife sex on my bones like (laughs) (laughs) darn teenagers (laughs) which that was another thing i I didn't understand how aggie and isaac knew like knew that they had found the bones and like got there just in time to like go hide the bones Right. While yeah. they were off and looking, where are the bones? Where, yeah, where the are the bones? Scene or the, the scene that's going in parallel with that is her going to that mental hospital. Yeah, yeah, and finding the crate full of, <laughs> full of and his stuff. His stuff, yeah. yeah. His saxophone, which his, he didn't play. <laughs> yeah, we that was get, such a weird part of the movie. Yeah, we sh- we like needed some. I was expecting to play it in the rain with like <laughs> the open linen shirt. Yeah. This and movie needed though, but it was weird. The movie needed some or in of that. Prison. Yeah. Prison. <laughs> yeah. Which I was glad I was glad at the end cuz a I think him stepping in front of a bus would have been a fine ending. I was okay with that. But I was but then he like he dodges the bus whatever. I'm glad they had him go to jail at the end because I was like is he just going to like leave and and his wife was totally she's like no fuck that guy he's just gonna have to rot in jail and 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 even her friend isaac like what a bro that dude is like the whole time jim carrey thinks he's trying to get with his wife and he's really just like the best bro ever like he's willing to hide bones for this man and like you know that is a good friend yeah yeah for jim carrey that's one thing at the beginning of the movie he said he doesn't have you know they he doesn't have any friends well guess what jim you've got friends yes yeah, yeah. If Danny Houston's not a friend, I don't know who is, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's hiding bones for you. <laughs> yeah. What happened to the doctor who like rehabilitated him? <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think we ever saw him again, right? No, because when he leaves him, he's like, hope I never see you again. See ya. <laughs> right? They make a joke. Yeah. And then yeah. he runs into And then and we don't, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's right. I was wondering how that was going to happen with a cake. Oh, but that, anyway, she she has a cake store, so of course she has a cake. Yeah, she always yeah. has a cake. If <laughs> he always has his trank gun, and she Aggie always has a cake. <laughs> yeah, they never like confuse the two and bring each other's thing to work. <laughs> it's, there's fucking Ned. He pulls up like a big. Uh, <laughs> like, oh, it's just cake. <laughs> Yeah, she, it's just she's like right, oh it's like that tv show is a cake she's like oh no i was commissioned to make a cake that looked like a tranquilizer gun 
Uh, oh no, I said that tranquilizer gun to that child's birthday party. <laughs> Cut to the birthday party. The birthday party kids are just fucking shooting each other. Tranking each other. Like, it's Nerf guns! <laughs> <laughs> Mommy Billy won't wake up. <laughs> when I was a kid, I used to, my brother and I used to torture each other. And I remember I had, I had the Nerf, I had the Nerf bow. I had the Nerf bow. Uh-huh. And I put one of my mom's sewing needles into the house. <laughs> oh my god. And like, and like, kind of, and like, <laughs> I pushed it. I pushed it so that it wasn't even like protruding out. It was just at the surface of the of the arrow. And I fired it at my brother, and it hit him in the nose. And he was like piercing his nose. <laughs> but it actually it pierces his nose, and then tattoos <laughs> form on his back, and everything turns black and white. And he just starts oh, playing yeah. the saxophone. People think he's a lot cooler, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> He's like, thanks, bro, and then tears off, tears off on his motorcycle. Dude, you're like, you're like nine. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, he was. I was trying to do the math. I was like, he was nine, and you were fourteen at the time. Fucking twenty three. Photo. Yeah. <laughs> There, there was another part that made me laugh. Like, I think it's right before he tries to hit the dog, because he's like, he's got his family in the car, and then he sees the dog, and he goes, he 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 like slams on the brakes, and he goes, it's him, and then it just cuts to a close up of Ned. Was, <laughs> it was, was so good. fucking goofy. It made sense because when he was having his his psyche eval, she asked him what he would do if he saw, and he was like, if I was in my truck, I would just floor the gas and. and and hit him. Yeah. Yeah. He should have. He probably would have ended the whole 23 curse right there. <laughs> Just take yeah. that out. <laughs> oh, shit. I keep wanting to say this pun, but it's never going to come into play. But I was hoping that, because I thought about, I thought of this like 20 minutes ago. If you had said something about his family and I could say, and then I would be able to say, yeah, it's like it's a 23 and me, myself and Irene. Uh, <laughs> not that's <laughs> I'm just gonna spoil it because I just wouldn't be able to there's just no way that would fit in. No, that's pretty good though. I'll play it. That's pretty good. <laughs> oh man, that's the mashup of, of movies we didn't know we needed. <laughs> but there's a there's also a part at the very end where he almost gets hit and again this is just like the movie being kind of ridiculous. When he's about to get hit by the du- the bus. Danny Houston shows up with his son, Robin, out of nowhere. They just, like, pull up in a car, and he gets out of the car. He's like, no, Dad, don't do it. <laughs> and then, but so, so then Jim, Jim Carrey's, like, reunited with his family. He's got his wife and his kid. And then it looks like Danny Houston just gets back in the car. It looks like he dropped the kid and just takes off. Like, he's like, here's your kid. I gotta go. <laughs> that poor kid, man, he saw the dude, like, slice his own neck. His yeah. dad almost hits by a bus. Oh, you seen bones? Yeah. Yeah, that kid's at least traumatized after this. Yeah. 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 He's gonna write his own novel. His own yeah. shitty derivative novel. <laughs> it's called 23 and Me, Myself and Irene. Boom. Oh, 
I'm sorry. I'm trying not to spit lime flavored sparkling water everywhere. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's even better that you had explained it right before you found a place to use it. <laughs> it was like a Norm Macdonald joke. <laughs> Something I thought was interesting. Apparently, Virginia Madsen, who I love, she's always so good. I and uh, especially Candyman. I saw Candyman a lot when I was a kid. It was yeah. on HBO, and I think she was probably one of my first, uh, you know, young Corey watching a movie, being like, "Oh, that's I, I'm feeling feelings," you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. She's a real pretty lady. You know, I'm sitting there as a young man, and I I start to pretend like I've got a knife in my own hand, you know. <laughs> Uh, but apparently she and Danny Houston were married from like uh, 1989 to 1992. Oh, I had no idea. Oh, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Good. You know, good that they're still on good enough terms to do this movie, you know, <laughs> however many yeah. years later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and and Danny Houston is Angelica Houston's half brother. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. I like someone. I had no idea. Yeah. But I guess there was a thing like. Everybody involved in the movie started to get really into, like, the number 23, like, for real. And I guess one of the reasons, because Jim Carrey, I mean, you've uh, you've probably heard him say stuff recently where, you know, he's he's on some real metaphysical shit. Like, I'm not even here. Who who is Jim Carrey? I'm just a character, like, you know, which, you know, to some people maybe sounds a bit crazy. Like, some of it, some of what he's saying just seems like, you know, maybe he's read up on Buddhism or some other kind of... You know, right. whatever. But um, but I guess he was already into the number 23 before he got this script. And he changed his the name of his production company from Pitbull Productions to JC23. And then he got this script and he was reading it. And like right in the beginning of the script, he's chasing a pit bull. And I guess Jim Carrey was like, what the fuck, dude? I got to do this movie. <laughs> it stroked his ego. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, but I guess, I, yeah, the cast and crew got really into like the num- yeah. all the numerology uh, to the point I I just read a little bit about it where I think Joel Schumacher was like, "Okay, guys, you got to chill out with it. Like, we got a movie to make. You got to stop <laughs> stop finding twenty three everywhere. We are two months behind schedule. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, yeah. Two months and three days. Yeah, <laughs> it's everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> people are losing their mind see we're idiots like human beings are idiots when it comes to shit like that because like isn't it that like our brains are programmed to to like fixate on like uh deja vu and symbols and and oh this is happening for a reason oh yeah yeah finding patterns and meaning and yeah yeah, we're, yeah. we're too we're too good at it yeah yeah you yeah your brain will find it where it doesn't even exist yeah yeah which which I feel is like good, good for like humans. I feel like more people should be aware that that's a thing, like that you can't trust your own fucking brain. Like your brain's an idiot sometimes, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I feel like. But then again, is twenty three God? Is <laughs> well, right. two, two divided by three is point six six six. Well, like for instance, like it was a couple podcasts back. There was a character in a movie called named Roman. Yeah. And then I started to, I honestly, like, I started to see that name Roman. Just, I had a student named, a new, I, I had a new student named Roman. Uh-huh. And I would see it in other shows and stuff. And, and I would, I would, I would be, I would like go back to that moment where we were on the podcast. And 
I knew it was bullshit. I mean, I'm not like, I see Roman now. Like, you know, like, <laughs> wait a minute. Numeral 23. It's Brent, like, what's, what's that behind your wallpaper behind you? Tear down your wallpaper. <laughs> it's just right. all it's Roman. Julius Caesar, the best Roman. <laughs> Had a knife sex orgy. To the death. <laughs> Me, myself, and the Ides of March. Yeah. Ooh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that's true though yeah yeah oh here's okay here's this was this was the biggest thing that kind of messed with me so he dated this girl right they were having like college knife sex or whatever presumably yeah. some <laughs> somebody knew about it like he had that friends like even if he didn't have friends like she probably had some friends right so she ends up getting murdered they find the professor at the scene, which is which is questionable. Oh yeah. But then at some point later, her boyfriend writes a book about stabbing somebody to death and then jumps out a window uh to commit suicide and the cops are like, "No, this is probably fine. There's nothing at all suspicious uh about this whole situation. We just he just needs to get some some psychiatric help and he'll be fine." Yeah. Yeah, he wakes. Yeah, that's right. He wakes up in a hospital. He has no memory. Yeah, of committing the crime. And there's not. Yeah, like surely they they would be like, well, it, her friends would be like, he, she was dating that guy. Right. Like, she showed me all of the the handcuffs. Yeah, and all the weird derivative like poems and love letters he would write her. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there's even like even the doctors are talking about it, which it's it's kind of weird that they made that two characters as well. Like, there's a doctor who treats him. And then another doctor who's like, oh, cool. You got this guy right on. I'm going to keep this book. (laughs) 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 And the doctors are like, you think that you think the book means anything? They're like, no, probably just some bullshit. We don't even need to worry about that. (laughs) They made it clear. It's just ramblings of a psycho. (laughs) Yeah. Can I read this? (laughs) Yeah. Like, nope. Better not to give it another thought. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No wonder those two pages are stuck together for the P.O. box, man. That dude's a fucking freak. <laughs> yeah. Which, I, I want to know what, what experience that guy's been having with the number 23 for the last, like, 13 yeah. years, you know? Right. Uh, he went from being, like, a, a medical professional to, it looked like, was, like, laying down in a dark room just writing numbers on his arm. Yeah. That's got to be, I mean, it must be a really good book. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Why didn't he tell him you're supposed to be dead? That's a good question too. Because in, in no way, because the last time he sees him, he's totally alive, right? Yeah. yeah. He, he's in. He's, he's taking the book. He's being discharged from the hospital. Yeah. Either that, or maybe he just assumes the number twenty three will find him and find a way to kill him. Pre- yeah, that, that maybe, could be. That must be it. That could be. Yeah. But I, just, I, yeah. I like that their plan is to like. They mail him 23 empty boxes of peanut, of like packing peanuts, and then they show up there to ambush him. No, I love it. I love, I love they that. They could have emailed him like a Time magazine or something, or not emailed, but mailed him something small. Right, literally right? anything. But it was the sun. It was actually, that was actually the, the, sun, sun, was the sun's idea. Yeah, that's a kid. That's a kid. Yeah, a, a kid solution to a problem. That yeah. was his birthday and Christmas present. Yeah. That's right. And yeah. come on, twenty three. He could have got Super please. Nintendo. <laughs> For Nintendo sixty four, what was up? <laughs> like fuck yeah! All right. <laughs> you have to wonder like why he slashed his own throat. 
You know, he's made it, even if his life was hell, like, he's made it 13 yeah. years, like... Yeah. He hasn't killed anyone that we know that of. That we know of, yeah. He had Maybe he killed the other guy. He's like, oh, they he found out about my jerk-off book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, he had no reason to kill him, so why did he do that? Oh, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> Oh, what's in these boxes? Is it my family? My family's gonna pop out. Are 23 members of my family gonna give me an intervention for my no, that's not <laughs> He cuts his own throat, and he's like, "Please don't do any forensic testing on that knife. You don't want to know what's on there." <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Have you been getting tons of rain up there, Corey? Yeah, it's super wet because we had all we had all that snow over the past few weeks, you know. And, oh, okay. Well, yeah, past month or two, and then yeah, the snow's just been. We had snow, and then it finally melted, and then we immediately got dumped on with snow again, and then now that melted. Now that it's rained, so there's actually I live in a flood zone, and yeah. there's uh this whole like area I live in has a I guess the Army Corps of Engineers built a levee around this whole area. Because it used to flood all the time. So it hasn't flooded since they built the levee in like 95 or whatever. But I still... What was the plan with the chickens? What's that? What was the chicken plan? Oh, if, if we flood, they they just drown. Uh, there's there's no... You know, you hope... We, we hope it doesn't flood. But if the house floods, then, you know... So you're like out in your house watching them die? Like... Yeah, I mean, we're probably gonna be out some chickens, you know. If if it, if it, fl- <laughs> it, it sorry, it's that farmer life, man. My bad. Yeah, yeah you're right. It's just doggy dog duck. world out there. It sounds like you need to start using ducks because they can at least float. Makes more sense. Uh, twist ending: We've got ducks and chickens. So. <laughs> we know who the chickens the can are. sit on top of the ducks, man. Yeah, we, you know, we start training them. Yeah, we'll have the chickens sit on the ducks. Yeah, and then and then the duck is like, pretend I have a knife right now. <laughs> I have a literal corkscrew for a penis. <laughs> hey, hey, you could ever see the movie Seven? <laughs> I don't even remember what I was talking it, about. Are you laughing because ducks have watched the movie Seven? <laughs> Among other, yeah. Little known fact, ducks love the movie Seven. They're all about it. They do. Anything with Gwyneth Paltrow. They're like, this is amazing. <laughs> with her head in or around a box. Yeah. But there was, there was, every, he's like, what's in the box? And every time they're like, I hope it's bread. And I'm like, you know, you know it's not, it's, it's not. It's bread. It's, it's not. I think it's bread at first. It's bread. <laughs> it's bread. No, it's a head. Yeah, you bread. a head of bread. bread. I feel like, again, whoever's going back through our episodes and like, you know, comparing shit, I feel like Seven may come up more than any other movie. I feel like we bring up Seven a lot. And we always say, we should do that movie. Yeah. Really it, should. One day. You nope. gotta get all. You gotta get all the numbers up to twenty three. Yeah, so you gotta do yeah. seven. You gotta do eight crazy nights or eight legged freaks. Oh, oh yeah, that, yeah, that's a good one. Well, you know, we might we'll have to go up to thirty because I like. Uh, uh, speaking of Danny Houston, Thirty Days of Night. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, great movie. Great. That's movie. like the Vampire Alaska movie. Yeah. 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 
I really like that movie. Do y'all have uh, a headcanon you want to jump into before we, we, uh, was there anything else about the movie you wanted to bring up that we missed before we get into headcanons? Oh, uh, just the, the doctor's name is, uh, Dr. Sirius Leary. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah. I wondered, I wondered if it had anything to do with, with, if it was influenced at all by Timothy Leary, you know? Yeah. Right. Or Sirius Black. <laughs> Yeah, when was Harry Potter? Was that book out? When I don't know. When was that book written? Was he a character by then? Well, yeah, but you know, the first draft was just the ramblings of J.K. Rowling, <laughs> and it turns out most of the most of the plot was stuck between pages. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. yeah. Oh, I did. I did have like I guess one thing that that did kind of bother me was the hair like jim carrey's hair was like i remember like friends of mine had that hair in like you know mid 2000s like it's like super long but it's like stuck to your head yeah and then his son had the same haircut so it was just kind of like how do, how do we make sure that we, we know these guys are related okay we're gonna dress them alike and they're gonna have the same haircut and the kid also he wore a, a lot of blazers for a kid in high school, I assume in high school, yeah, he was rocking blazers like way more than he should have. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, way more blazers. I think I think I probably wore zero blazers in high school. Oh yeah, zero, negative two, <laughs> negative, <laughs> negative two. Yeah, there I were times more jean jackets than blazers. Yeah. You were stealing people's blazers and donating them to Goodwill. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just I just had a windbreaker mostly that I wore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was quite famous for it. Okay, I'm going to do something I don't really like doing, which is announce next week's show, despite the fact that we don't even have it recorded yet. But since Bruce Campbell is on tour with his Bruce Arama show, which is a combination live trivia show and movie viewing, I want to get this episode up as quickly as possible tonight as I'm recording this to release this episode, the number 23, I just got back from seeing the Bruce Arama show at the Vic here in Chicago. So next week, since I just watched Evil Dead 2 tonight with Bruce Campbell, we're going to be covering 1987's Evil Dead 2. As always, you can catch us on social media, on Facebook at Danger Explosion Presents Headcanon, on Instagram at Pod, on Twitter at HorrorMoviePod, and you can always follow the subreddit r slash pod. Alright, well do y'all want to go ahead with your headcanon, or I could go first, it doesn't matter to me. I'll go first. Okay. I was th- it reminded me, I had this thought of the movie that we reviewed a while back ago called Pontypool. Yeah. Where I thought, and in, in Pontypool, people are becoming zombies because of like, of dialect and language. Um, people would get caught up on a word, you know, mm-hmm. like um, the word sentence, and they would repeat sentence, sentence, and then go go insane, just like because of yeah. certain words. Well, that and were... I, I think what they were saying was that there was a virus hidden in the language. It was like a, a, a yeah. an audio transmittable virus was the concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and I, and, I, and, it, and so I thought about my headcanon earlier, but then when Jack mentioned like, oh, it's like, or maybe it was you, Corey. I forget. Sorry. Uh, it could have been two different movies. Like yeah. I thought one would have been like a definite like infection movie where it's it's more people you know more and more people are obsessed with this like 23 mo- you know number and and they keep going and going and going. Yeah. That's 
Yeah, that's it. Well, and, and you bringing up Pontypool, I've actually been thinking about that movie a lot. And maybe this could oh. be an addendum for anybody who's uh, for our Pontypool episode. But when we watched that movie, I had not read the book Snow Crash by Neil Stevenson. But I just recently read Snow Crash. And a lot of what that book is doing is talking about it's like merging concepts of, you know, like culture and language evolving uh, in the same way that genetics evolves, right? Like they're like you can Richard Dawkins coined the term meme as a unit of information that can replicate and and uh, you know yeah replicate throughout culture the the same way that genes repl- replicate biologically. That's cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of that, and it's and it has to do with um, viruses hidden in language, uh, and and not to give away the the plot of the book or anything but it's like viruses that were encoded in language from like ancient samaria and they're being decoded and digitized by hackers now it's it's some weird crazy shit but it made me think of pontypool because the concept for that movie was so out there when we watched it i was like wait an auditory virus like what the fuck are they even talking about um but after just read like having read snow crash i now kind of want to go back and see if maybe Pontypool wasn't, and I imagine it probably was. Yeah. Uh, influenced. So Jack some... it takes place. It takes place at a at a at a, a, a radio studio. Yeah. And so, and they they've hired this this old old cowboy looking dude who has like this amazing voice. Yeah, he's a great and, character. Yeah, so it's it's very much kind of like um, War of the Worlds, kind of like being broadcast out, you know, back in the day. He's kind of doing that same thing with this weird virus that's happening that you don't really see, but yeah. until the end, kind of. But yeah, yeah, yeah cool. and it's it's it is nice. an, it is it could a, be a stage play. Yeah, well, it's it's an interesting take on a zombie movie, and where you're not really seeing any zombie action, you're you're only hearing about it from the point of view of these people who are like holed up in a radio station, like what the fuck is going on out there, you know? Yeah. Is it uh, streaming, or did you guys have to buy it? Or oh, it's been I... like a year. It's been over a year, so I don't know. You know, stuff like that happens. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it's a, yeah. it's a, I do. It's a Canadian movie. I feel like I just got it on like Amazon Prime or something. Yeah. I rented it for like four bucks or something. It's interesting. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I'm well, a movie right I now. wouldn't have otherwise watched myself had it not been. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those. Yeah. Definitely uh, interesting. My, uh, I think this one is. I've got two. I think this one's kind of a layup, though. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, Walter Sparrow, a.k.a. Fingerling, a.k.a. Topsy Kretz, <laughs> is just either a multiversal version or just the same version of Ace Ventura, uh, who has, you know, lost his shit mm-hmm. over, you know, his many adventures of, of being birthed out of a animatronic yes. rhino he's <laughs> he's lost his marbles and and is now an animal control officer uh, instead of helping people find their animals he helps animals uh die basically <laughs> that's, evil ace that's, he's evil ace yeah. evil ace. oh i like that you know yeah the thought did occur to me about about animals you know him being an, a pet detective and an animal control but yeah man now i really want to see like a multiversal a Jim Carrey multiverse movie where it's just like all the different Jim Carrey characters coming together in the same movie. All the Jim Carreys. Can you imagine how that would fucking smash the box office? <laughs> yeah, dude. Ridiculous, I think yeah. SNL did a nice sketch on that. Like when he was there and they did like a oh, really? Jim Carrey, like, 
Yeah. Oh, nice. Nice. <laughs> awesome. Well, do you have another one, Jack, or do you want me to go and then you could close us out? You gave yours, right, Brent? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zombie movie. Yeah. Yes. 20. You go, Corey, and then Jack goes yeah. again. Yeah. Okay. Go, Corey. So mine is, mine is just that, um, <laughs> just in my head to try and give it some, like, coherence and, like, what happened. So my head canon is that at the very beginning of the movie, he wonders how if things could have been different if he hadn't been rude to Sybil, who's like trying to hook up with him at the Christmas party because his wife's not there. She's got the mistletoe, you know, she's like, are you single tonight? And he's like, no, I'm, I'm not. Um, but so Jim Carrey doesn't remember this. Uh, obviously, I wouldn't knife sex you if you're the last woman on earth. <laughs> yeah, if you were the last bitch on earth. <laughs> but he... You know, he doesn't remember this because he's had that traumatic accident. You know, he, he has amnesia. But 23 years before this, when he was like 13, he was asked out by this middle school girl and he cruelly turned her down. So then she orchestrated this whole thing. She wrote this book. She murdered his college girlfriend out of jealousy. And she wrote this book as top secrets. And then she pushed him out of a window and orchestrated all of this and behind everything we see in this movie it's actually because of sybil sybil orchestrates everything is my headcanon and he wakes up and he becomes the cable guy yeah <laughs> <laughs> it would never make sense because you'd have like a like a weird like mouth like lisp hitting the face his face on the pavement yeah <laughs> awesome all right well what's your other headcanon uh jack uh, the other headcanon is um, this is just the uh, dying fantasy of an overdosing on animal tranquilizer, Jim Carrey. And he's he's actually never made it out of the, the alley behind the Chinese restaurant. He's just dead. Yeah, I like it. I like it. It's dark. <laughs> that's, the, yeah. that's the direction they should have gone in. Yeah. <laughs> knife, sex, knife sex in heaven for you, Jim. <laughs> Where you get, where you get 23 virgins. Tw- that's, that's, <laughs> <laughs> 23 and me. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No, one, you know, one other thing I forgot to mention. This movie was produced by Trip Vinson, who we've talked about before. He's the guy who, the movie The Hangover was based off, off of him. Because okay. he had this wild bachelor party in Vegas. Um but I, w- I just wanted to bring it up again because I think we talked about him. He also produced the Exorcism of Emily Rose, and Ready or Not, which are ep- which are also episodes we've done. So, yeah, shout out to Trip Vincent. Trip Vincent. Trip Vincent. Sounds like a Trip Vincent. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, well he, he gave us this movie. He and did. Joel Schumacher. <laughs> he and Joel Schumacher, which I didn't realize. You know, because I think of Joel Schumacher, I think of, of, you know, Batman and Robin, Batman Forever. Um, but I was reading through, I, I always forget that he did St. Elmo's Fire, The Lost Boys, The Client, Flatliners, Falling Down, which which I, I remember like. I haven't oh, seen. Oh, man, Falling Down. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a that's long a, time. But that's a good one. That's, that's a, a good one. That's another one I watched as a, a, a bunch as a kid, you know. Yeah, um, it was on TNT all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like really shouldn't. It's a it's a rough movie. I saw I saw a clip of that just recently where like 
he's around a bunch of kids with like a bazooka. He's got like the rocket launcher. And, and the kid teaches him how to use it. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah, you got to flip this thing up right here. And then doesn't the it doesn't like doesn't the bazooka it like shoots into a tube or something? It's it like shoots into the like sewers and blows up. Yeah, like yeah. Maybe shoots. I'm I'm uh, projecting. We had a we had a sewer explosion uh, two blocks from our place that knocked out the power for the entire block. So oh, when was uh, that? Like last it? week. Oh shit! <laughs> no, but like like our block was out for you know eight hours almost. Oh, no damn. power. It's crazy. Did it get real hot? No, it wasn't too hot. Okay. There's no internet, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They've been working on the internet in my neighborhood a lot recently. And so when I'm working, I have to just hotspot from my phone. And now, like, now I'm out of my free hotspot. So I don't, I don't know. If my internet goes down again, I'm just going to have to take the day off, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. That's like your, that's how you make your money. Yeah. Go to a Starbucks or something. I don't know. That's what we ended up doing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My wife and I. <laughs> uh, well, uh, Jack, is there anything? Do you want to plug anything? Point people toward any, any social media or anything in particular? Any Not words, really. I mean, words of wisdom? I guess if you haven't seen the number 23, you you could skip it. But <laughs> I, I, would say, I would say check it out. And yeah. uh, if you're going to check out some Joel Schumacher, for sure the Lost Boys. Like, that's yeah. a... That's a uh, that involves a saxophone player too. Yes, that's right. Oh yeah, Joel Holy Schumacher. Shit. Joel Schumacher. Joel! What other movies involves a saxophone? I have to wonder. <laughs> Was there one in A Time well, to Kill? Like Samuel Jackson is like, yes, yes, they deserve to die, and I hope they burn in hell. <laughs> in the original oh. script, he launched into like Baker Street. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got nothing. Uh, yeah, check out the number twenty-three at least once. Yeah. At least once in your life with some friends. Yeah. Watch it with some friends. Wait, some with friends. with friends, so they yeah. know it's real. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Jack. Again, thank you, everyone at home, for listening. This has been Headcan. <laughs>